Call is now being recorded. <laughs> We're on express elevator to hell. Going down. Two. One. Mark. All right, episode nine on the 10 Minutes from Hell podcast. Uh, who are you? I am Doug. And I'm Steve. And we don't talk about this very often. Uh, the prize is like the first episode is that uh, we are brothers. And this is our weekly phone call. That's why the audio sounds like we're on the phone, because truly that's what we are. And at some point... Um, we hope to upgrade our equipment and maybe actually be in the same room together. But as of right now, this is how we do it. Um, yeah. So, it's, you know, it's not that we are in love with the audio quality of our podcast, um, but that's the way it works right now. So we don't have to explain it every single week, but I think it's good from time to time to remind people that uh, there's a reason why it sounds the way it does. Okay. Yeah. So episode nine, we are going to talk about uh, Kong Skull Island. I uh, yes. saw it uh, this weekend. Doug saw it uh, yesterday. And yep, just I, last night. Yeah, and so it's very fresh in his mind. I, I'm a few days uh, out from him, but I think I still remember most of it. Um, there was we a are gonna, we are, there's a huge monkey. He's giant. Or is it an ape? Ape or monkey? I don't. I, I never remember the difference. I think it's an ape. I don't. I don't know that. The apes are on the the planet. That's where the yeah. The, the There's planet a planet of, the of them. It's not the planet of the monkeys. The planet of the apes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, we're going to spoil this. So if you haven't seen the movie, um, I'm assuming people who wanted to see this movie probably have seen it by now. Um, if you were kind of on the fence about it or whatever, then, you know, maybe, you know, come back and listen to this later. Um, but honestly, I mean, it's not like there's like these like terribly shocking things in this movie. It's a King Kong movie, you know. For yeah, there's, more there's really you know. nothing to spoil for the most part. <laughs> I mean, we'll go into detail about some things, but, you know, just maybe moments that we enjoyed or, or maybe we're kind of questioning, um, although we shouldn't really put too much thought into it, because it is a King Kong movie, uh, yeah. after all. Um, but, uh, you know, I'll just start out right now. I had a whole lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. And you. No, I, I hated it. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, I loved it. I thought it was a lot of fun. But I thought, you know, maybe that would throw a little drama in there with the different opinion but no I, I thought it was a lot of fun um there was you know some logic breakdowns like in every movie but if you if you didn't like a movie because of logic breakdowns and i should have said this with logan because uh last week because if you don't like a movie with logic breakdowns you you probably will only like i don't know maybe one movie in all of existence so yeah. that's stuff's easy to forgive i mean it's Overall, as an experience, it was amazing. And uh, I actually, I, I didn't get to see it this weekend because I was just too dang busy, but um, ended up winning tickets through uh, the IMAX at the Minnesota Zoo down on Apple Valley. And so thank you, IMAX, uh, for those tickets. And man, seeing it in IMAX 3D was amazing. I mean, I, I assume that's how it was meant to be seen, and it was it was really just quite an experience. Yeah, see, and I think I think it would be much better seeing it that way, just because the way the movie felt, even though I didn't see it in IMAX, I saw it in boring uh, 2D, um, but <laughs> and not a very large screen. It was, you know, moderately large. Um, but I remember thinking while I was watching it, it's like, wow, this was like in 3D or IMAX or whatever, I would feel like I was on, like, a ride. Like, I mean, especially yeah. when the, the helicopters got attacked. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, towards the beginning. Um, there was a whole lot of point of view 
uh, stuff going on with the helicopter spinning around, and, and it was like, you know, it felt like a video game in that mm-hmm. respect, that it was like, you know, just a lot of jump cutting and, and you know, just, you know, people just kind of seeing glimpses of the, of the you know, uh, Kong as they're, like, spiraling out of, out of the air and, and uh, you know, uh, so I think that would look really cool um, in 3D, and I bet, you know, it probably was pretty neat that way. Yeah, it was, it was really good. You know, I'm not the biggest fan of 3D just in general, but yeah. the movies that are made for that IMAX 3D experience, and Marvel Studios has been doing this, and uh, now with Kong and like uh, Tron Legacy, and when it's done right, I mean it's it's worth it. I think I, it's worth to shell out the the extra few bucks to to see a movie as it was meant to be seen. And I right, I think Kong is probably one of those as well. Yeah, I plan on seeing all of the Marvel movies this year in IMAX 3D to see uh, Spider-Man and Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor. I'll see all three of those. I'll pay out the money. We saw the, uh, they had attached the the latest Guardians of the Galaxy trailer to this, and uh, man, it was fun seeing it in 3D and, and IMAX 3D. It's like you, you just you feel like you're in the movie. It's just it's wow. crazy. I can't wait. But we didn't but even Guardians uh, of the Galaxy. What's that? What's that? Oh, oh, you didn't see the trailer. No, no, no. Um, and we didn't. We haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy yet. Um, but we did see Kong. We did see Kong. Yeah. <laughs> I want to start going Kong. down the Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm following. I'm following. It's like we yeah, 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 yeah. Stay, stay with Kong for now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So what, what Stop Kong bringing me on? back on task. <laughs> so what, what, uh, what Kong is about is that, uh, and you saw it in the trailers. I mean, it's not it's too hard to follow. Um, it takes place at the end of the Vietnam War, uh, literally mm-hmm. as the, the military is being pulled out. Um, and there's, you know, kind of, you know, some kind of uh, things of like, you know, why were we there? And now what's going to happen to these soldiers? Because that's what they were good at. And now they don't know what they're going to do. You know, and, and there's you know, a lot of talk about that kind of thing. So, you know, there's that kind of setup of like, you know, these, these soldiers, you know, are uh, not really sure, you know, what they're going to do next. You know, and some of them are more, mm-hmm. you know, like lost than others. Um, yeah, some of them just want to go home and be with their families and other ones are... It had been killing for so long that they don't know what else to do. Exactly, and um, and Sam Jackson is in that you know that category. You know, he's the you know guy that he's career military. Now, what am I going to do? Um, yeah. But uh, uh, some scientists uh, want to investigate this island that they found. Um, it's kind of like the Bermuda Triangle that a lot of aircraft have disappeared in it, but it's surrounded by a storm. There's like a storm activity always around it, and so mm-hmm. nobody can get get in. Um, but they figured out a way that they can do that, and they want to do some, you know, tests and whatever. Basically, it's all just a reason to get a whole bunch of people um, onto this island so we can. Uh, see King Kong, um, which immediately you see King Kong. King Kong, you see him in like the first five minutes, which was like yeah. really refreshing. I was like, wow, <laughs> we actually got to see him right away. Like we're not eight till we all get to, you know, like we're going to actually, you know, show him right away. Um, which that was great. You know, I'm like, okay, good. Good for them. You know, they're not going to tease us with, you know, a hand or a thumb or whatever. And, and instead we're actually going to see him. And we did. Um, and he looks great. I mean, he does. He looks mm-hmm. awesome. Um, mm-hmm. The technology now that we have, you know, as far as, like, these CGI characters, they're really great now. I mean, they look really good. They're even, like, better than they were, like, a year ago. Like, it's like, I mean, yeah. they get they get better and better. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, the movie, I mean, it's all about getting all these people onto this island and basically 
killing them all off one by one. I mean, that's that's yeah. pretty much it. And it's and it's and it's the setup of like we've crashed here. We have to get from here to there. Like, there's another place that we have to get to, and in between, we are going to be coming up against horrible, horrible dangers. And one of us will die in every single danger. Like there's, <laughs> we're yeah. we're not all, we're not all gonna make it to the other side of the island. You know, it's pretty obvious. Um, and yeah, they have pretty standard of, plot. Pretty standard, and they have and they have plenty yeah. of expendable people that you don't even know their names. Some of them, um, some yeah. of you do. Some of you get a name or two, um, but. Uh, I mean, you can you can guess that there's going to be a whole lot of people getting killed, and a lot do, and in horrible ways. There's some really terrifically awful ways that some of these people get killed. Um, yeah. But John C. Riley, uh, and yeah, you can see that from the trailers. He's on the island. He's been on the island. He got he got stranded there, and he's been there for what, like thirty years, something like that, twenty seven years. And uh, and uh, every line that comes out of John C. Riley's mouth is 100% John C. Riley. Like it's like it's the stuff that he likes to say when he's in movies, and it comes across as very, very impromptu and, and improvised. Um, I don't know how much of it was scripted. I'm sure some of it was, but. Uh, each line is funnier than the line before it. Like he's just yeah. he's on fire. He's terrific in this movie. Um He's he's the I, great moment of, of comic relief and he's actually what the entire movie's about. It's the he's the heart of the movie, for sure. Yeah. I mean like he yeah. really is the emotional center of the movie. Um which is And really the comedic relief great. at the same time. And the comedic relief. And he's got great <laughs> Great lines, and I don't want to say those because I can't say them like John C. Riley. It's not fair to ruin his <laughs> his jokes by me trying to, you know, I'm John C. Riley, um, and that's not, that's not fair. So um, wait, was John C. Riley just on the phone? He was just here. Was I'm gonna I'm gonna wreck it. I'm gonna wreck it. I think he's on the phone right now, Steve. On the, in the movie, he says, "I'm gonna wreck it." A lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> um, this is a house of learned doctors. <laughs> there actually was a funny line, not by John C. Riley, but there was sort of an Easter egg of, uh, I don't know, should I just say it? One actor saying a line that he's famous for. Oh, right. Yeah. It's a, it's a groaner, I don't know if I want to ruin that. Yeah, it's, yeah, a, gr- it's a groaner. It was fine. You know, I I saw it coming a mile away. As soon as he started saying it, I'm like, oh, you're going to say that line? All right. No. <laughs> Great. Remember that movie I was in where I said that line? Well, here it is again. <laughs> Aren't you guys happy? I knew you were waiting for me to say it. Um, and the, the, line, of course, the, the line, of course, is, I'm sick of this mother, all this, all this mother, apes on this mother, island. <laughs> That's not the line. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> That's not it. I'm so tired of these mother effing apes on this mother effing helicopter. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but he is the one that says it. Uh, you know, what, what really, uh, excited me about this movie was that it totally reminded me of the movies I used to watch when I was a kid on, uh, and some in the theater, but mostly on TV, um, the journey to the center of the earth, uh, at the earth's core, the land that time forgot, all of these movies, they all kind of have the same thing. We're like a group of people, whether they're on a submarine in World War II, or if they're an expedition that, you know, sets out like, you know, in the twenties or whatever. It's, it was all the same thing. A big group of people go across an island. There's monsters, there's awful things. And by the end, there's only a few left. Like that's that's that is what those movies were. 
And usually they had dinosaurs. Usually they had, you know, some kind of scary spider something or another. Um, somebody would, in, you know, invariably fall into some sort of hot lava or quicksand, um, something like that. So this movie was totally on track with those kind of movies. And I oh, yeah. loved the, I loved those movies. Um, I can still remember like so many parts of those movies. Um, and, uh, this is the same way. It was just, a, it was just a lot of fun. And the characters yeah. are very thinly drawn. You know, there's not much to go on. Um, yeah, no, that's it. I mean, just, uh, go see the movie. Enjoy it. It's, uh, it's a blast. I mean, it's just, if you just go in there just knowing what it is, you'll have a good time. And it won't be yeah. nearly as good on, on TV. Like, you know, if you, no. can see it the, if you can see it in the theater, you'll have a lot more fun. Um, and it's just a ride. It's just a big ride. Um, even if you don't see it in they, TV, uh, you know, it's still exciting. They handled the music really well. I mean, they, they did the a little bit of the Guardians of the Galaxy thing, drawing classic rock. Classic well, rock. Yeah, yeah. There was actually, yeah, there was actually really good It took stuff, place yeah. in the seventies. It took place in the seventies, so it made sense that these soldiers were playing, you know, the the songs that they were, and it uh, it worked. It just it it really worked. I thought, yeah, it didn't feel shoehorned in like, oh, Guardians of the no. Galaxy, you know, played played rock music, so we're going to too. I mean, it it totally fit, and it it was great. It was one thing that surprised me. What's it? Uh, when we were talking about the depth, I mean, a couple of those I thought were borderline R-rated. Like it, it shocked me, and maybe it was because of the the 3D IMAX element. But um, when that spider, spider kills that first guy, <laughs> I know that was that rough. image still haunts me. Yeah, I mean that it was awful. That was bad. And I think, yeah, you know, was, <laughs> I made... That was pretty, pretty brutal. I uh, I made the mistake of coming home because we didn't bring the kids. You know, we just uh, went by ourselves. And um, we came back and I'm like, you know, it's a, you know, the two younger ones, I'm like, it might be a little too much for you. Which, of course, now they're just rabid foaming at the mouth. Now they want to see it even more. So I, that was a rookie mistake. Yeah. But uh, I think for Zoe, I'm going to... When that scene comes up, I'm gonna have to cover her eyes because that was that was pretty bad. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was pretty bad, and so was the uh, the pterodactyls or the birds. Yeah, or whatever or those, those were. Whatever yeah. those things were. That was awful. Yeah, I mean there was. I mean, that was that was more there. in silhouette. I mean that was more silhouette. Type. It it wasn't as graphic, but it was still icky. <laughs> it was pretty. It was, it was pretty intense, though. I mean, it was like yeah. it was a horrible way to die, you know. And and, uh, and there was, you know, there was a few of those. They were like, you know, Ugh, that's a yeah, that's nasty. Yeah. But it's a monster movie, so you know, right. this is going to happen. And then uh, you stayed past the credits. I'm assuming. Oh, of course. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so now, so I mean, we're we've already said we're going to spoil things. So yeah. this lines up with Godzilla, the one that came out a couple of years ago, and yes. the, the Monarch Corporation is yep. um, in this film. The beginnings of the Monarch Corporation, or maybe they're a full-blown company. I, I couldn't really tell. Uh, and I, I don't remember their involvement in Godzilla, so I'm gonna have to go back and watch that now. I think, that was, they are I think that was yeah. I think that was the company that was uh, investigating the seismic stuff when uh, for, remember they had Godzilla. that huge yeah. Remember they had that huge uh, thing set up, and we assumed that it was for Godzilla. Yeah, because they kind of yeah. teased teased you that way, and then you found out that it wasn't actually Godzilla that was in there. It was this. Big, oh beetle, yeah, the beetle looking there, yeah, this big beetle thing. Yeah. But that I, I must, I thought that was Monarch that was, yeah, that was working on that. It was like their project. Yeah. Um, so I think that is and they, the same deal. I think they're doing the uh, the world building, the connected universe, right? They're they're taking small little parts, and um, the after you know credit scene was. 
a great example of what uh, like Batman versus Superman didn't do, <laughs> where they right. threw it in the middle of the movie, and they yeah. they wisely put it at the end, and they showed all these other monsters that are going to have movies, or maybe they're all going to be in one movie or whatever. <clears throat> but it wasn't like you know somebody watching YouTube clips all of a sudden in the middle of a movie. It was. Uh, no, it made sense. It was the, it totally the right made, way to do it. Totally it. Made sense. Yeah, it totally made sense. And what we kind of need to see is uh, have the characters who survived this movie um, have them in one of the later movies uh, older. Either yeah, that, would you know, be cool. Different actor, different actress play them, or you know they could age them, which I don't recommend. But. Um, but it would be, you know, it'd be cool to to use those characters again um, in a future movie, um, which yeah. would connect their universes even more. Um, obviously, the, nobody's going to be like holding them to anything, you know, huge as far as like their connection between each other. Um, yeah. But it's but it's fun. It's a fun thing. And it's not yeah. like the Marvel and DC things where you have these rabid fans who are, you know, so worried about the continuity between the movies, these, they, you, you can get away with, you know, having a loose connection rather than, you know, being held to like a real high, high uh, standard. But it's fun. It's fun that they're going to connect. And, and uh, it was a nice setup at the end. It was almost, it was almost like uh, the end of uh, Batman begins with the, uh, the Joker uh, card. You know, just at the, yeah. at the end, yep. it was it was just really simple, and it wasn't like this big, huge thing. And yeah. you know, I I like that better, I think, than the you know already like shooting stuff from another movie and putting that in this movie, you know, whatever. Yeah, but we've we've talked about the DC thing, and it it still bothers me a little bit. Um, <laughs> I think I, mean, I would like to see an entire, you know, a whole other movie with uh, Tom Hiddleston's character, which of course I can't even remember his name. That's how many yeah. times they said each other's names. But yeah, he's yeah pretty thinly drawn. He'd um, be uh, he'd be pretty fun to have like a like a monster hunter movie, you know, based off yeah. of where now that he's gone through this experience that. Um, he can't get it out of his head and, and wants to, you know, go after these other creatures. And, you know, we're not necessarily saying he made, he made it through the movie. Well, we're spoiling the movie. Yeah. He's the main character. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's a, I thought he did a great no. job. And he did a great job. And, uh, man, he went through a workout regimen because he wasn't uh, skinny little Loki in this one. No, he's pretty, he's pretty ripped. And actually, to be honest, I think I like his character in this movie better than Chris Pratt's character in Jurassic World. Like, I think... Yeah, they're, like, they're very similar. Better. They're very similar, but I, I like this character better than that one. Because that yeah. one I think really did nothing for me. That Chris Pratt character, Owen, or whatever his name was, what's his name? Yeah, I don't even know. I think that's right. Um, he did nothing for me. Like, that guy was, like, other than it being Chris Pratt, it was, like... Yeah, that was really the only thing. Him bringing his charisma, that was really the only thing that made the character a a character. I had no investment in that one. Yeah, I had no investment in that character at all. Um, So this one, it seemed like he was... I don't know. Maybe he just acted better. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But he was was good. He was good. Um, And I can't say enough good things about John C. Riley. Amazing. Oh yeah. Um, so I mean, I don't know what else to say about Kong Skull Island. I mean, who would have thought that you know we'd be like talking about it this long? Which <laughs> we've probably, probably talked about it more than we need to. Um, but uh, a lot of fun, 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 fun. Yeah. And you know what? You know what? Remind me. It reminded me of. Uh, and this is what I would have done if I would have saw this movie when I was a kid. Is I would have immediately gone home. And got all my action figures out, and I would have played this movie. Like I would have. No, yeah. that's what I would always do. When I would see a movie that I liked, I'd come home and then I would take out my action figures, and then I would actually recreate the movie. Um, you know, of course, I wouldn't have all the characters from the movie because they hadn't been made 
So, I mean, it was, I'd have to take my own characters and then make them portray these characters. You know, it'd be, you know, be like a, a community theater production of Kong Skull Island with Greedo as, like, you know, John, <laughs> the John Goodman character or something. Uh, but, that was, but that was how I, that was how I would do it. But that was that was what I would do because I would actually I would set things up in my bedroom so I would I would get like those uh, big yard sticks that you got like at the state fair and oh yeah um, <laughs> and I would and I would put them across like from my bed over to my bookshelf and then I'd put one from that bookshelf up to like my lamp and um, and then I you know set up all these things and then. The whole idea would be from for the characters to get from one side of my bedroom to the other side of the bedroom, and of course, you know, none of them, not all of them would make it. You know, there'd be only like two or three that would, you know, make it all the way to the end. But I'd have, you know, and I took that from those Irwin Allen disaster movies too, because I used to love those, um, where they'd have this enormous long cast list of uh, famous people, and then they would, you know kill, you know, 90% of them by, by the end of the movie. Um, yeah. Which you think about that, I mean, we don't have movies like that anymore. Like, where they took, like, the biggest names. Like, it would be like like taking, like, Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, you know, just like um, Matthew McConaughey, Bradley Cooper, like, put together, like, oh, this massive list of, like, superstars and, and have, like, 18 of them in a movie and then kill 90% of them, you know, so there's only like <laughs> two left at the end. They don't do that anymore, but they yeah. do that in those movies. Um, and they, you know, not all of them were huge stars, but they were pretty big, you know, for that time. Um, but that was, that was something I loved doing. And so that this movie totally reminded me of that. I wanted to come home and, and, do that again. I wanted to take my old action figures and get from one side of the bedroom to the other. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it just yeah, it just made me feel like a kid again, and it was really fun. Um, the other thing I saw this weekend uh, is I picked up because of this Alien Covenant thing, you know, coming up. Um, They've been promoting the heck out of it. And uh, my son, Kieran, he really wants to see it, but he had never seen any of the other movies. So I was able to pick up a, a four-pack at uh, a local retailer. I'm not going to give him an advertisement. <laughs> but <laughs> it, had like four, it had like four discs. So it has, you know, Alien, Aliens, Alien 3, and Alien 4. Uh, I think mean, it's what? The Unnecessary? I don't know what it's called. The Resurrection? <laughs> something like that. It was um, a little bit better than three. That was the subject. It is, it is better than three. But it got Alien 4. We're better than the third one. <laughs> We're not going to suck as bad as that one. Um, yeah, that was... So that was... See, you got the four movies. And, and I didn't really care about the other two. But I wanted him to see Alien and Aliens. Um, because those, of course, are the strongest ones, you know, in the thing. Um, so we sat down this weekend and, uh, you know, it was snowing and, you know, it was perfect time to be inside. Um, not that we go outside anyway, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's snowing or not. Um, <laughs> we're still, we're, we're still inside. Um, and, uh, we watched the first, you know, Alien. And I hadn't seen that movie in years. It had probably been, over 10 years since I had, like, sat down and watched that entire movie. And I never saw it in the theater because I was way too chicken. I was way too scared. I mean, I was, like, you know, 10 <laughs> when that movie came out. Um, and uh, so I'd ne I've never seen it on a big screen. But I've never, like, sat there and, like, watched the whole thing, you know, beginning to end, no stopping, you know, uh, I tell you what, man, that movie it totally holds up. It is, it is still as scary as it was. I mean, it's just it's so well done uh, in just the the uh, the look of it, the the set design, the creature itself is just so creepy. I mean, he is so creepy, and 
it's just one guy in a suit, but they do it in a way that it's like you see like glimpses of it, and it's it's almost like a like a spider that like like climbs into like the corner of your bedroom, and you know you don't even see it until all of a sudden you're like right on top of it, and it's like right in the corner, and it's just all kind of curled up there, and you know, and it's trying not to move because it doesn't want you to see it, and. Uh, and then all of a sudden it starts moving and you're like, ah, oh my God, there's a big spider right there. Um, <laughs> and that's, and that's kind of the way they do it in this movie. And, and, uh, of course performances are great. And I mean, it's, wow. It's still just really, really creepy. Um, now here's the funny thing. I love aliens and we've talked about it before. I mean, Bill Paxton, you know, mm-hmm. uh, is amazing in it. Uh, Michael Bean, um, Lance Hendrickson. I mean, it, there's so many good people in that movie that, you know, it, it's still a very, very good movie. Um, however, if you watch Aliens immediately after watching Alien, Aliens feels very silly. <laughs> it's just really, it really feels just inferior in every way. Like, you just, you watch it and you're just like, oh, wow, that's jarring. That's jarring how <laughs> dumb this looks now, you know, because we just came from this to go yeah. into, you know, this silly, you know, military, you know, and there's so many holes in the second one when you start watching it. And you're like, wait a minute, like, now this doesn't really even make any sense at all to me, you know, because the planet where they found the original alien this, you know, abandoned planet with the giant guy in the ship thing um, with the chest bursted out, where they find it, well, in Aliens, they tell her, they're like, oh, well, you know, that's a, that's a colony now. It's been, you know, people have been there for over 20 years, you know, and, and they've been, you know, building a, you know, community. Which is well and fine, you know, because she's been frozen for 57 years. So, okay, fine. You know, 20 years ago, they set up a colony there, a shake-and-bake colony, and, uh, and they're, <laughs> and they're, uh, they've been living there. And then, just coincidentally, the next day, Paul Reiser shows up and he's like, uh, hey, Ripley, uh, you know, we lost contact with that colony that uh, we talked about that's been there for 20 years. We just realized that we hadn't heard from them until today. <laughs> just, just as luck would have it, that place that you warned us about, yeah, uh, we haven't heard from them. And it's like, really? Like, that just seemed like a big stretch <laughs> to me all of a sudden. Because I was like, so it took just that day. <laughs> like, and then I didn't realize that we had the uh, the special edition, uh, which is where James Cameron uh, felt like there was some scenes from the movie that he had cut out that he wanted to add back in. And there's a whole other storyline with Ripley and her daughter. So oh, really? That, that was completely removed from the other movie. Like, and, and that's why that relationship between her and Newt is special, because she just lost her daughter, and now she's found this other girl who's, you know, in need and, and obviously an orphan and, you know, and, and is going to need, you know, somebody to look out for her. Not knowing the daughter thing... It made no difference at all to me. I liked the relationship between her and Newt. I didn't even have to know that she had a daughter. And by putting in the daughter stuff, it really is, like, so on the nose now. It's like, oh, okay. So you were really going to hammer that in, weren't you? Because there's like, <laughs> there's, like, two or three scenes that he cut out where it's like, you know, what about my daughter? I promised my daughter I'd be home for her 10th birthday. And, uh, and now I'm 62. <laughs> and then they, they, uh, they show her a picture. Paul Reiser shows her a video picture of her at like the age of like 66. 
And of course, just a badly, you know, aged person. Like, I don't even know if it was like an actress that they <laughs> aged or just some old person they got. I don't know. Like, it's just so on the nose about it. Like, you know, oh, gosh, look at that. There's your old lady daughter. And, uh, and, and so, you know, you know, it's very jarring, you know, to Ripley. Um, but all that stuff could have easily been cut out. And it was. And it should have been because it was really lame. Um, and then uh, another thing that they put in is that we never got to see Newt's family, nor should we have. <laughs> because <laughs> that was completely unnecessary. We did not need to see her family at all. And they have a whole sequence of their little, you know, family SUV, you know, driving around in the, you know, wasteland. And it's her and her brother and her mom and her dad and the kids are fighting in the back seat and they're like, ah, you just wait till we get back to the tent. You know, and they're just, you know, whatever. And they're like, you know, just bickering with each other. And then the dad like is driving and he's like, what is that? And then there's the ship that uh, Ripley and her team found in the first alien. And he's like, whoa, oh, this is great. And he's like, you know, should we report it? And she's like, no, don't report it. And she says, she should be reported. And he goes, no, we won't report it because we're going to be, we're going to be heroes. We're going to, you know, show them what we found. Now, how they hadn't found this thing in 20 years, evidently nobody had gone anywhere. <laughs> because they just seemed to just happen upon this thing. Like they were just driving around and just like, hey, what's that big thing? And there it was, and then, so he gets out, and he's like, oh, let's go check it out. And they tell the kids to stay in the car. They're like, stay in the car. We'll be right back. We're just going to go look in this great big spaceship that's been sitting here for who knows how long, and we don't know what's in it, and you guys will be fine. And so they just go inside, and then we don't see anything, and then the mom comes running out, and she gets on, the, she opens up the door, and she gets on the thing, and she's like, we need help, we need help. And then we pan over, and the dad has got a face hugger on him. And that's it. That's, oh. all, we, that's, all, that's all we see. But I think I've seen those as just a, a, a deleted scene, but they were never inserted right into the movie. It's terrible. That's, that it's, one sounds it's familiar. Total, it totally breaks the flow of everything. Like, it's just a completely unneeded amount of information about Newt and her family. Who cares? She explained it to us really easily. When they asked her where her family was, she goes, they're dead, okay? Um, and that's, that's all. That's, that's, all yeah, that's all you needed. That's all she had to say. You know, it was like, oh, where's Timmy? He's dead. Um, so, that's, so that's that. Um, the monsters come mostly at night. Mostly. <laughs> That's my favorite line. Uh, my dad said there wasn't any monsters, but there are, aren't they, Ripley? There are monsters. <laughs> <laughs> and she's and she's actually referring to Lance Henriksen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He is a creepy looking dude. Let's be honest. Um, even when he's got more hair now and not as wrinkly, but Lance Henderson is a scary looking guy. If you ran into Lance Henderson, Henderson like anywhere outside of like the movies, you'd be like, oh my god, he looks creepy as hell. Like I don't know anywhere near this dude. He's got a creepy face. Um, but I'm sure he's a very nice guy, and I don't want to say anything bad about him. Um, <laughs> even though you did. Even though I just did. Okay, actually, she was referring to Paul Weiser. He's, he's the monster. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it was weird uh, to not like Aliens as much because of watching Alien first. Um, but uh, he didn't even bother... He wanted he wanted to know if we should watch Alien Three, and I was like, no, there's really no point. Like, there's not. It's not even. It doesn't even connect to anything, and it's not. Don't worry about it. It's not need, needed at all. Um, the fourth one, yeah, like you said, is actually better. So yeah. Maybe I'll let him watch the watch the fourth one because I don't think you need to see the third one. 
to watch the fourth one. No, because they, they pretty much Cause they clone negate her, right? everything that happened. Yeah, it's not even anything. Because yeah. she dies and because she they, kills yeah. herself at the end of the third. They have that. The, the third one just messed so much up that they had no other choice than to just essentially start over and try to figure out a way to get Ripley back into it. Yeah, so they, they clone her, and then she gets on a ship, and then Winona Ryder is there for some reason. I don't remember. <laughs> she's not playing a character. It's just Winona Ryder for she's some like, reason. She's like, she's like shoplifting. Um, she was like taking stuff. Remember that? Remember that whole thing? When she was a shoplifter? Yeah. God, that was weird. Yeah, that was weird. It? That was really she, weird. She, she, yeah, she was in the news. Like, you know, and now oh. she's famous for playing a crazy lady on Stranger Things. I know. But that's so weird that, like, she was like this big shoplifter. <laughs> like, yeah. that was the big, big news that year. It was a big thing. <laughs> Like, people were just so shocked by it. America's sweetheart. Winona Ryder steals stuff from a department store. They had her on camera and everything. And she had to make an apology. And I mean, it's really tame. <laughs> it's really tame compared to the stuff now. Um, so that's, yeah. So there you go. <laughs> um, well, we can't, we can't talk about Walking Dead because you weren't able to see it. You weren't able to watch no. it. Which, uh, no. It was a it was a it was a pretty good one I think. Um, oh really? However, yeah, I'll probably however, watch it tonight. However, okay. I uh, um, yeah, it's pretty intense. Um, however, uh, I just read that uh, their um, ratings are at like an all time low. Like evidently, yeah. people are a lot of people were. Oh, they were mad about all. the Glenn thing. People were really mad about yeah. the Glenn. Negan deal. So I, I think people should have just stuck it out. I've told everybody who watches the show who kind of checked out at that point. I'm like, no, it'll get better. It'll get better. But maybe it's not going to. Maybe the show is just going to end. <laughs> it won't. Yeah, I maybe they won't be able to finish the, the story arc. I don't know. And did you see... They, uh, okay, they need to stop dragging stuff out is what they need to do. They need to get to stuff quicker and actually have episodes that mean something. Yeah, we've had some we've had some pretty bad filler ones. Uh this one I don't think as much as was much of a as much a filler as some of the other ones. I mean some de- things do happen in this one. I mean it seems like we're heading somewhere now. Um I will say this, the junkyard people aren't in it. Which for me that makes <laughs> a better episode. Any episode that those knobs aren't in it, I'm totally on board with. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was good. I think it was good. And we'll talk more about it later some other time. Um, <laughs> did you, uh, did you see, uh, this Samuel L. Jackson dropped a major spoiler, um, about phase three? No. Just re- I, ju- I just read it. Yeah, I think I'd be really careful with these older actors because they <laughs> seem to have a really difficult time not spoiling things. Like, they just kind of... Well, they just don't care. Out. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah, they don't they care. Flip right out. Like, Robert Redford ruined his whole arc in uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. Like, it was like three months before the movie came out. Like, it was even, like, like right before. Like, it was like a long time before the movie came out. He just let it go that he was the villain. And he's not oh, really? the villain. Until the end. Until you find yeah. out, until he reveals it. And he's like, hey, hail Hydra. You know, and it's like, he blew it himself. So Sam Jackson, he says, uh, spoiler, uh, three, two, one. <laughs> he said that uh, he said he's not in Black Panther, but he is going to be in... Um, What's the one he's, he is going to be in? Um, this is his, this is his exact words. You didn't see me in Captain America: Civil War. I'm still out there trying to figure out what the skull is going to. Uh, and then he stopped. 
<laughs> he realized that he was saying something he probably wasn't supposed to. Maybe he was uh, actually shot in that moment by a Marvel sniper. <laughs> by a sniper. It could be, that, this is what the article says, it could be that he was referring uh, to Hydra and he just got his words mixed up. But it would make sense that Red Skull is going to come back at some point. Yeah. Because he just kind of disappeared into the Tesseract. And the Tesseract, yeah. of course, is one of the gems in the Infinity Gauntlet, which is coming up in Infinity War. So it totally makes sense that maybe the skull is trapped inside there and that Thanos might, you know, run into him when he uh, tries to uh, put all the gems together. I always um, figured something like that was going to happen. I mean, just it just seemed obvious that something like that was going to Well, Hugo Weaving said that he'll never do another one because he just doesn't want to do the makeup and all that stuff. But um, oh, really? You can well, yeah, you can huh. put you can put any you can put anybody under that makeup and it'll be fine. Like it's yeah. not like we're not going to care. <laughs> it's going to be okay. We'll we'll accept that there's somebody else underneath there. Um, he was good, but yeah. you can easily get another guy with a you know German accent. It'll be. Okay. <laughs> nobody, nobody will be upset. Yeah. Uh, but it'd be fun to see. It'd be fun to see the Red Skull again, because Marvel has a really bad habit of killing off all their villains. So it'd be it'd be nice to actually see them start bringing back some of these villains that didn't die. Which the list yeah. is very short. <clears throat> there isn't very many out there that are not dead. Um. Pretty much Red Skull, Abomination. I can't even think of it. Oh, now Baron Zemo. I think that's it. Oh, I think yeah. that's like I think that's I think that's pretty much it. I can't think of anybody else. Um, I'd have to stop. Oh, Arnim, Arnim, Arnim Zola. Yeah. Um, but that's it. Everyone else is dead. They've <laughs> killed every single villain that they've put into their movies. Um, well, Ultron can always come back. And the Mandarin is out there still. Oh, yeah, Mandarin. Yeah. But the guy, Pierce Mandarin, he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. But there's supposedly a, a real Mandarin out there still. If we're to believe the, the little short little movies that they put out every once in a while. That was totally a retcon <laughs> thing. Like, they didn't, yeah. They didn't plan on that. They were just no. trying to like make people happy because people were upset that there was an actor ring wearing uh, Asian stereotype uh, <laughs> that you know was a mystical guy or whatever. Um, yeah, so. There well, you let's have uh, let's do a quick let's do a quick fast pitch. Let's just do one. This time, just so we can get oh. to. Um, so, I'd, do you have anything? Otherwise, I'll, I've got one. You go first. Maybe I'll come up with something. <clears throat> All right. So, uh, there's this uh, this guy. He lives in a small town, and um, he's tired of the way the the government's kind of dinking around with him, and they're uh, they're causing problems, trying to figure out, you know, trying to take over. Uh, his farm and uh, or something. I don't know. It doesn't have to be a farm. I don't care. But he's yeah, he's he's frustrated with the, the government of his small town and uh he starts looking into um some of the legal, you know, aspects of uh the the town he lives in and he's got a a friend who's uh studying to be a lawyer and he starts helping him out and they discover a, a clause in uh, the town charter that actually uh, would allow a citizen to take over the government, allow the, a citizen to take over the government in a special case. And it just ha so happens that the special case is met uh, with this guy. So him and his buddy go in and um, through this uh, you know, town charter loophole, end up taking over the small government and trying to change things and becomes kind of a, you know, funny uh, situational comedy where, you know, they're trying to run things and it's not working well, but they start, you know, doing things better than 
um, the government that was working and people get behind them and uh, kind of sort of a feel-good story of, you know, trying to improve uh, your your place in life and uh, also a little bit of a government revenge, you know, trying to... Uh, I can't think of the word. But uh, the title of it would be, of course, Eminent Domain. Ooh. That's what I got. (laughs) And then he adopts a hitchhiking loner, and she (laughs) becomes his, uh, like, paralegal, you know, like his, like, you know, bookkeeper person. (laughs) And then uh, it turns out that she's... She's actually really super smart. Like even though she, you know, got a got a mohawk, and, and <laughs> she like, you know, she totally like gets it, you know, like right away. And you know, of course, nobody takes her seriously because she's got this crazy mohawk. And then uh, one day, you know, <laughs> she shows up and she's wearing glasses. Instead, oh, yes, she's got the the Mohawk, but now she's got glasses on. And she's like, (laughs) I've always had these, but I never liked wearing them. And then she's like, do they make me look dumb? And then the main character is like, no, they make you look (laughs) amazing. And then she's like, oh, and then, um, and then, but he's like 40 and she's like 18 and a half. And it's just like, they have nothing in common really. And then, so it's just, you know, it's just doomed to failure like immediately. And then, and then he finds out, and then he finds out that he is, uh, dying of cancer. And so then he uh, starts videotaping um, everything he's doing. So that way his unborn son, who he finds out he had, because like his past girlfriend had like, they had like had like one night, you know, where like she wasn't protected. And then she comes to him and says, you know, hey, this is your, this is your son. But now he's, but he's kind of punky too. You know, he's got, you know, he's got like some earrings and some tattoos and stuff. He's got like a tattoo on his face. And it's like, you know, he's like, oh my God, you know, my son. And then the punk girl comes out and she's like, who is this? And he's like, oh, this is Toby. And then she's like, whoa, what's up, Toby? And then, um, and then he's like, you don't like my tattoo? And she's, or, you know, she's, because first she's like, yeah, I don't really like you. And then he's like, oh, is it because of my tattoo? And then she's like, she's like, what tattoo? And then it turns out he never had a tattoo at all. Like it's always, he always thinks he has a tattoo. But he really doesn't. He thinks he has a tattoo, but he's never actually got a tattoo. No, he <laughs> you don't. You don't have a tattoo. Yes, I do. It's right on my face. <laughs> it's right on my face. I've always had this tattoo. Everybody hates there's, me because of it. There's nothing oh. on your face. Then, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this. This. But then, that's a. But then, a turn, but, then, yeah, but then it turns. Yeah, but then it turns out that uh, the main guy actually doesn't have cancer. And then so he's like, hey, everybody, I'm okay. And then uh, oh, it's awesome. And then Toby, and then. It, Glasses girl, they get together, and then um, and then they change the town. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you just did there. But that's pretty funny. <laughs> I just, that's all I just said. It is change the town. Um, <laughs> so that's a good one. I I, I know I kind of piggybacked on yours, but I just I consider that to just be kind of. That's kind of embellished it a little bit. It's kind of jazzed it. That could be the sequel. Okay. Some of the people have been saying they like the realism of the dog barking. He hasn't barked in a long time. I don't know what his deal is. I think there's like a rabbit. He does not like this podcast. I know you're doing a podcast, Steve. I do not approve. (laughs) He hates this podcast for sure. But I think right now he's barking at a rabbit. Right? Is that what it is? Um, is the rabbit is the rabbit podcasting as well? There is no rabbit. 
It's all in his head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, the cat's like the rabbit, and so they chase after the rabbit, and they make a bunch of noise, and then he gets upset, and then he barks at the cat. So that's what he's doing. He's barking at the cat because they're getting upset about the rabbit. That's my fast pitch. There's uh, a couple of cats that keep watching this rabbit every day. They sit in the window, and they just watch the rabbit from morning until night. And the rabbit sits outside, and he eats all of the food that's left out for him and gets huge, like really fat. And he just sits outside the window, and he stands on his hind legs like a person, and he looks at the cats, and the cats look at him. And then every once in a while, they get, like, all excited, and they maybe hit the window. And then the dog in the house hears the cats, and then he barks. The end. So, that's all I got. Maybe it could be a web series. Could be a web series. Could be. Oh, speaking of web series, we've actually been uh, seriously talking about uh, making Moat into a into a web series. So we are we, have, uh, yeah. we are we are actually seriously moving forward on it. Hashtag Moat, um, and we are, uh, we're going to. I don't do want to get ahead of ourselves, but well, we're going to do yeah, it at yeah. some point. I'm not saying doing it like soon. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a while to get things going, um, but uh, but at least it's like in the thought of like yes, we're going to move forward on this, which means yes, we just not going to do it. Like we'll actually do it at some point in the future. That's it. Um, yeah, because it's not easy to pull this stuff together. Um, yeah, but uh, but we have a good idea for it. And we start talking about it, and soon we'll start mm-hmm. writing about it. And then those it's in pre-production, writings, right? And then those writings will then be thrown into the garbage because I'll think <laughs> that they're terrible. And then I'll start over again. And then I'll also think those are garbage, and I'll throw those away. And then I'll write some more. And then again, think they're garbage and throw them away. And then after about the fifth or sixth time, maybe I won't throw it away. And maybe I'll continue doing it. (laughs) But (laughs) the first four drafts will definitely end up in the garbage. Um, But, yeah. So there's that. Uh, What do we got going on this week? What's what's happening this week? What's coming up? Do we have anything? Uh, Oh, we have Iron Fist on Friday. Yep. Yeah, Iron Fist is is on Friday. Which is exciting, even though the reviews have been less than kind. But it's the first six episodes of a 12-episode series. Um, And the critics saw the first six. And they're not being kind to it. They're beating it up pretty bad. I don't know if that's fair to judge a show by the first six episodes of it. I mean, granted, it should get going after six episodes. You know, before six episodes, it should, you know, have something happening. And I haven't really read the details of the reviews. But I really can't take it seriously when they haven't seen the whole series. So that's, you know, that's not... I don't think that's fair. It's like seeing half of a movie. It's like watching half the movie and going, well, I certainly don't like this. And they only saw like the first hour of a two-hour movie. Um, I think you have to watch the whole thing, and then you can talk about it. But that's just me. Yeah, I think that's fair. I don't know. I mean, I don't... I mean, well, I guess when TV shows are put on the air, normally you only get one episode, and then you're judged on that one episode. I mean, so you go, oh, I don't like, I don't like this show. This first episode was boring and I didn't like it. So I guess in that respect, okay, I backtrack then. Okay, yeah, totally (laughs) can't judge a show early because you're right. It should have something going on in the first episode. I mean, you watch, you know, Legion, that first episode hooked me 100%. Like, I was totally in. Um. So judging for that first episode, I wanted to watch in those six episodes. Whereas what they're saying about this Iron Fist thing is that you watch the first episode and you're like, I don't like this. So Yeah. Um, well, I, people are just saying it's really boring. Like there's just not a lot going on, which 
It's unfortunate. I am disappointed to hear that he's not going to wear the costume at all. Like, yeah. at all. I, as soon as I read that, I was like, well, that's a bummer. <laughs> that's, like, his thing. You know, and it's like, yeah, yeah, don't plan on seeing him in costume. And it's like, well, yeah, that's what we wait for. That's what, that's why we watched Daredevil. Like, we were hoping he was going to be in the costume, you know, and at the end, he was in the costume, and we were like, oh my gosh, he's in the costume! And they're just telling us right out, nope, not going to happen. You won't see him in the costume. Not yet. Maybe down the line, he's not ready to be in a costume yet. And I said, well, that's a dumb thing to say. Like, (laughs) why would you... Why would you do that? Why would you hold off on the thing that everybody's waiting to see? So you're gonna you're gonna make us watch another like couple of seasons of shows before you finally put him in any sort of a costume. And, and it's not even that hard of a costume. No, it's not like it's even something that has to be manufactured for him, like what happened to Daredevil. I mean, it's like a ninja costume. Yeah. And and and. And uh, the showrunners or whatever, they're like, well, he's not he's not ready for the costume yet. It's like, really? He's not ready for the for the spandex and for the, like, workout clothes or whatever it is that he's wearing? <laughs> like, it's not, like, what do you mean? He hasn't earned it? Like, what? I don't, what? Yeah. He has to earn well, the costume? The, uh, the future fight update, the Marvel future fight update included a... Um, which is a video game, a mobile game. Um, it included a Iron Fist skin to what you know you can change your guy into. Right. And he's just he just doesn't have a shirt. He's just like a guy okay. in jeans without a shirt, and he's got he's the, the big tattoo on his chest. Which yeah, I guess it's cool. I mean, it's fine, but I guess that's going to be his costume. His costume is just going to be a pair of pants. <laughs> so, so he's not going to wear a mask or anything. Now he, he shops yeah, at the same costume place that the Hulk does. Just <laughs> pants. I mean, because Daredevil has a, has a mask. So why can't he have a mask? And Luke uh, Cage doesn't care. He just has a hoodie. Yeah. He doesn't wear a mask. Which um, is pretty true to a comic. I mean, even back... He didn't really oh, have yeah, a yeah. disguise. No, he never did. No, he never had a mask. Um, yeah. I don't know. It comes out this week. We'll check it out. We'll talk about it next yeah. week. Um, what else? Is anything coming out this weekend? Beauty and the Beast comes out this weekend. Um, yeah. Any good, any good trailers that came out? Oh, Baby Driver looks really good. The Edgar Wright Oh, yeah. Movie. I did watch that. In August. I watched that trailer. That looks like fun. I love, love Edgar Wright. Me too. His music and his fast cut editing, and oh, I love it all. But yeah, check that trailer out, everybody. That's a that's a really cool trailer. And that's about it. We're at we're at an hour. Yes. We can wrap it up. Um. So well, that was it. And when we started with Kong Skull Island, we talked about it way too long. Because now I realize that there isn't anything to say about it other than John C. Riley's awesome. There's a giant ape. He fights monsters. Lots of people die. I like playing with action figures. Or I used to like playing with action figures. Um, I, don't have, I don't have the energy to do it anymore. Um, but uh, I need to take a nap. What else? What else do we recap? Oh, Alien is better than Aliens. Uh, uh-huh. Sarah Ripley's, Ripley's got a daughter. Um, Sam Jackson's getting old and saying dumb shit. Uh, let's see. Uh, what else? Um, that was the uh, uh, quick fast Toby, Toby, yeah, Toby, uh, Toby didn't really have a tattoo the whole time. And <laughs> and Iron Fist might suck. Uh, I, think that's, I think that's it. I'm going to cover everything. Um, <laughs> that's it that's all we got alright well this has been the 10 minutes from hell podcast Doug can be found at Wugaman Max 
I'm on Twitter and Instagram and 10mfh.com is the website where you can see reviews and watch videos and see all kinds of pictures of action figures and posters and all kinds of stuff like that. And you can find me at Dennis the Office Cobra. Watch the YouTube videos, send me messages. Um, love the feedback. Everybody give us tons of feedback. We love it. We welcome it. Yes. We yes. appreciate the criticism. And um, it was a lot of fun. So thanks for, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Adios. Adios.